start today the Gemara towards the bottom of Daf Peidalid Ahmed Beis, about seven lines from the bottom, where it says Itmer. We're talking over here about the Isser of breaking any of the bones of the carbon Pesach. So there was a long discussion there when exactly that applies. The Gemara had a Braisa, an argument between Rabbi and the Rabbanon, with eight different Pshatim in this Braisa. And there was a discussion before whether there has to be a kezayis of basar in that exact area where you're breaking the bone in order for the isata to apply. And here the Gemara brings that this is an argument between Rabbi Yechanan and Eshlakish. Itmar, we learned this argument. Ever of basar So you have a bone, that a limb, that does not have any kezayis of meat in this place where you're cutting it. But But there is a kezayis of meat in another place on this limb. says, The isr of breaking the bone applies. It has a kezayis in another area. There's no isr to break the bone if in that spot where you're cutting it, where you're breaking the bone, there's no kezayis of basar. <coughs> so he asked Rishlakish the question. It says in Abraisa as follows. Don't break the bone. So the Braisa says, The Isser is both in a case where there is a Kezayis of meat. And even in a case where you don't have a Kezayis of meat. So what does the Braisa mean when it says, even when there's no Kezayis, the Isser still applies? My basar. What does it mean? When it says that if there's no kezayis basar, the isa still applies. Are we talking about a limb that has no meat on it at all? Why would, be, why would there be an isa to break the bone? That everybody agrees if there's no basar at all, that there's no isa to break it. So what does this b'raisa mean? It means as follows. Both a bone that has meat, a kezayis of meat there in the spot where you're cutting it. And also a bone that does not have a meat, a kezayis of meat in this spot. But there is a kezayis of meat in another place on this bone, on this limb. And you're not allowed to cut it in this area. So it's a question on the shlokish that says that in such a case you are allowed to cut it. Because there's no kezayis right there in the spot that you're cutting it. So Malay, so the Shlakish answered, like, that's not necessarily the pshat in this b'raisa. It means something else. This is what the b'raisa meant to say. Both when it comes to a bone that has a kezayis of meat on the outside of it. The flesh outside. And a bone that does not have any flesh on the outside, but there is a kezayis of meat on the inside, meaning in the place where you're breaking it, meaning there's a lot of marrow inside the bone. You have a big, thick bone, and there's enough marrow inside. There's a kezayis of meat inside. And that's what the Braith is saying, that here as well, the isa to break the bone applies. And the Gemara now brings another Braith to prove this point. Tanya, so we learned so in a Braisa, another Braisa as well. Don't break any bone from the carbon Pesach. This includes both a bone. Even though there's marrow inside, and also a bone that has no marrow inside. So when the Torah says you have to eat the meat of the carbon Pesach, you have to eat all of it. It should be no nicer. So does that include the marrow? No, you can't eat the marrow because you can't break it to take it out. So what, is it, what does the Pesach mean when it says you have to eat the meat? 
You only eat the meat that's outside, on the bone, the flesh on the outside, but not the marrow on the inside. Now the Brayse continues and says, maybe not, or perhaps we should say, that when the Pasuk says the mitzvah to eat of all the meat of the carbon Pesach, maybe it does include also that you have to eat the marrow inside of the bones as well. What am I going to do with the fact that the Torah says don't break any of the bones? Maybe the Torah is only saying that regarding a bone that there's no marrow, so you're not allowed to break it. But a bone that has marrow inside, maybe there the mitzvah of eating the meat includes the marrow and you have to break it open and take it out. And the al titma. And don't wonder how you're allowed to break the bone to eat the bone to eat the meat inside. You're being over on a lab. You're breaking the bone. We have a cloud that an esse pushes off a loisesse. So if you have an esse to eat the marrow inside, and there's a loisesse not to break the bones, you deche the loisesse and you eat the meat inside. That's what I would say. So maybe you actually could break the, the, the bone for the marrow inside. Now this Lush in the Gemara here says that an esse is deche loisesse. This is the usual cloud that we have, that an esse pushes off a loisesse. But according to somebody Shainim, the Gemara does not mean that here. Because Esa is only Deicha is is if when you're breaking the Loisesa, you're actually fulfilling an Esa at that very moment. Like for example, a person that's wearing tzitzis with Kalayim, as he puts on the tzitzis, which is Kalayim, he's fulfilling the mitzvah of tzitzis. Here, however, he's breaking the bone, he's being over the loisesa, and only afterwards does he take the marrow out and eat it. So it's not happening at the same time. And the klal is, you don't say asadecha if it's not at the same time. So therefore... Yeah, mila on Shabbos. Okay, but there it is at the same time, right? Right. So over here, somebody shine him say, when the Gemara uses the expression, it doesn't mean the klal of What the Gemara is saying is, that over here, the way we have to understand the esse and the loisesse is, that the loisesse of breaking the bone will only apply in a case where there is no marrow. But in a case where there is, so then there's an esse that says that in this case, the tater wants you to eat the marrow and therefore you could break the bone. That's what the Gemara means by this. So the Gemara says, the Braise, however, concludes, no, that's not the case, because the Torah writes again this iser that you're not allowed to break the bone by the Pesach Sheni, and it's not necessary for the Torah to write this iser again. It says by the Pesach Sheni that all the halachas that apply to the first carbon Pesach apply by the second. So why does it have to say again not to break the bone? The Torah is repeating it a second time. Both a bone that has marrow inside and the bone that has no marrow inside. In both of those cases, the Isser applies. According to the Shlokish, that's what the Braise before meant when it says whether it has a Kazais, whether it doesn't have a Kazais, it was referring to the marrow inside. How are you going to eat it? You don't. The marrow inside you don't eat, and that becomes nicer, and you, uh, yeah, you have to burn it. Meisvei, question. Yeah, and true. Can't eat it. Meisvei, Eveshe Yatsamiktsasai. An aver, a limb of an of a animal of, of, of the carbon pesach. That is, this is a mishnah right here on the on Ahmed Beis, as we'll learn soon. So one limb, that part of it went out of Yerushalayim, and part of it is still inside. So the part that's outside becomes puzzle. Parts that's inside is still kosher. So how do you? What do you do? You can't just cut the bone in half and eat it because you're not allowed to cut it. So what do you do? So you cut the meat until you reach the bone. And then the kailif, you peel away the good meat, until you come to a joint, and the chaytach, and you cut off the bone over there, or you're cutting at the joint, and you throw out that limb that went out. 
So now you separated the meat that's good and the meat that's not good, the meat that went outside and the meat that was inside, and you're, and you're able to eat the meat that was good. Now, if you're going to say that as long as it's a limb, that there's no kezayis of meat in this place, and there is a kezayis in another place, there's no issue with breaking the bone. Why does he have to peel away the good meat until he comes to a joint and there he can cut it and throw out the entire bone? Let him peel away the meat in that place, the good meat, let him peel away in that place the meat. And then v'nitvere, and break it right over there. Once you peel away the meat, so now there's no kezayis of meat right over there. Even if there's a kezayis of meat and another part of the limb, but right there you peeled it away, there's no kezayis of meat. <laughs> From this Gemara you see, I mentioned this when we learned the Gemara yesterday, that when the Gemara says that if there's no kezayis of meat, you can break the bone, that means even if before there was. Doesn't mean that it's an area in the limb where there never was a kazayas of meat. Even if there was a kazayas of meat, but you ate it up and you or you peeled it away. Now there's no kazayas of meat there, you're able to break the bone. The Minchaschinoch is Medaik, this from this Gemara, the Mishnah Lamelech as well says this concept that as long as now there's no kazayas of meat, you can break the bone there. So Abaya says, technically you should be allowed to do it, Minatayra. But there's Exaida, Mishum Poka. We're afraid that if we were going to allow you to break the meat over there where you peeled away the meat, but then it may crack in another direction and it may crack also in another part of the bone where there is a kazais of meat. So therefore there's exeid and it's not allowed. Ravina says what we're talking about in this Mishnah is bakulis. We're talking about a thigh bone which has a kazais of marrow inside. So even if you peel it away on the outside, there's still a kazais of marrow inside right there where you're cutting it. So you can't cut it even though there's no kazais outside. Now the Gemara starts a new Indian. It brings a Mishnah that's towards the end of the Masechta. And then it connects it back to this Mishnah that we just quoted about a carbon Pesach that one limb went partially outside of Yerushalayim. So Tanan Hasam, it says in the Mishnah in the end of the Mesechta, Hapigol Vahanaisar, both pigol, which is uh, when a Kayan has a ma- wrong machshava to eat it outside of the time that it's supposed to be eaten, or Naisa, leftovers from the Karbanis after the time that it's allowed to be eaten. Metamin Esiyadaim, Chachamin Wogaiser, that if you touch it, if a Kayan touches it, his hands become tummy. So he becomes tummy through touching it. So what's the reason for this? The Gemara here brings an argument. Rav Hone and Rav Chista argued about what's the reason for this. One of them said the reason is because we are suspecting the Kayanim of making it piggle. We'll explain this in a second. Another piece says that we're suspecting the Kayanim of being lazy. So the Gemara explains, they're not really arguing. Mar masni a pigle. The one that says that the issue is that we suspect the kayanim, this refers to pigle. Or mar masni a nicer. And the other one was speaking about nicer. Man de masni a pigle, the one that was speaking about pigle, so he said, Mishum kohone. We suspect the kayanim. Now, what do we suspect the kayanim regarding pigle? So Rashi says, what we suspect is that maybe a kayan has some issue, some hatred with this person. So here he's in a position of authority that he has the carbon and he's one that's doing it and he could have a wrong machshava and he could get this person back for something. So we're afraid that a kayan would do such a thing. So therefore, Chachamu Wagaizer, that if you make it pigle and then you'll be touching it, you'll become Tomei. And this will be a hassle for the Kayan. He has to go to the Mikvi, can't continue doing his Anaveda. So that serves as a deterrent that the Kayan shouldn't do such a thing. That's Rashi's Pshat. 
Rabbeinu Hanan or other Rishayim say that the chashad is not that a kain would do such a thing. We're not chashad a kain of doing this, but the chashad is that if you would see a kain holding this meat of a carbon that's pigle, so it might seem like that he's going to that he's eating it. It looks like he's eating pigle, and it's possible he's not allowed to eat it. So we don't want kainim to be handling and touching this meat that's pigle. So therefore, they were guys that it should be tummy, should make the kain tummy if he touches it. So kainim won't be handling this pigle meat, won't look like that they're eating it. Those are the two pshatim in Chaj de Kohona. Oman the Masni Noisar, the one that says that uh, regarding Noisar, Mishum Atzle Kohona. So the reason why the Chacham were guys that if you touch Noisar, you should be tummy, that's because of the kainim that are lazy. They were lazy to finish all the meat that they had from the from the from the carbonus. They had a lot of meat to eat, and they were lazy to finish all the meat. So there were guys that if you don't finish the meat and you touch the nicer, you become tummy. So again, that serves as a, deter- as a deterrent that they shouldn't leave it over. Now, but there is an argument though between them. What are you gonna do? Huh? What are you gonna do? You have to eat all the meat. They'll become tummy. They'll be when they touch the nicer, they'll have to burn it, and they'll become tummy. They have to go to the mikveh. Mar Masni Kezayis. One opinion was that the Tumah takes effect if you have the size of a Kezayis. Mar Masni Kebetza. Another opinion is that it has to be the size of a Kebetza, which is larger than a Kezayis. Manda Masni Kezayis. The one that says that the Shir is a Kezayis. Ki Isurai. Like the Isr. The Isr of Naisir is a Kezayis. Manda Masni Kebetza. The one that says that the Shir is a Kebetza. Ki That's the Shir of Tumah. You only uh, the shear of Thomas Eichlin Menateira is if it's a kebetzer. So the Chachamim's gzeira as well was a kebetzer. Now the Gemara has an ibaya, and this ibaya will connect back to the case that we spoke before about an aver that partially went outside of Yerushalayim. Ibaya, who the question was asked, yaitze regarding meat that leaves the place where it's supposed to be, whether it leaves out of the Azara or leaves out of Yerushalayim, gazru rabbanon tuma. Wachachamim also gazer the same gzeda that if you touch it you become tame, similar to pigle and nicer, which are also two psulim that they were gazer tume. Oiloi, maybe here regarding a meat that leaves its place, they were not gazer. Mi amrinan, do I say nicer the gazru tume? The reason why by nicer they made this tume, the asila tsulibe. Because over there, there's a reason. We're concerned that if not, they're going to be lazy. They're not going to finish what they're supposed to be eating. And similar also, when they get to pickle, we had the reason of the chashad. Regarding yaitze, if something will leave its place you know, out of Yerushalayim or out of, uh, out of the Azara, we're not afraid, we're not concerned that a kayin will go directly and take it out of its right place. So there's no reason to be geyser over there. So there maybe chachamim, we're not geyser. So like Gazer Beit Rabban and Tumah, or maybe there's no distinction. Just like regarding Pigel and Noisa Chachamim were concerned, and they were Gazer the Tumah. Maybe they were Gazer the Tumah also regarding meat that left its place out of the Azar or out of Yerushalayim. So here comes back the, the Mishnah that we mentioned before. So Toshema, I'll bring you a raya from this Mishnah. An Eve, that part of it went out of the Yishalayim by the carbon Pesach. So what do you do? You cut the meat until you reach the bone. And then the Kailif, you peel away the good meat until you come to a joint. And the and there you can cut it and you throw out that um, limb that went out of Yishalayim. Now, if you're going to say that what left Yerushalayim, so there's a Tumah that took effect on that part that left Yerushalayim. So, so if so, what is he accomplishing by, by cutting the meat and separating the two parts, the meat that left Yerushalayim and the meat that did not leave Yerushalayim and he's cutting it and he's peeling it away in order to eat it? 
it, it, if part of the meat left Yerushalayim, so that part became Tomei, and it's touching the other part of the meat that's on the inside, so if it's touching it, so then it all should become Tomei. So there's no point in peeling it away to eat that meat that did not leave Yerushalayim. Answers the Gemara, no, actually in such a case it will not become Tomei because of the following rule. So the Gemara, Tumas Storimhi, <coughs> this is a Tumah, where, you, where the tumma would be transmitted in a concealed place. The rule is when the tumma is transmitted in a concealed place, there is no tumma. Rashi here brings the source for this, that by the tumma, the Torah says that the Yodov, and Yodov is, a, is hands which are open, which is exposed, and therefore tumma is only transmitted when you have two things that are touching each other in a way that the two things are exposed, open, and they come and contact each other. But over here, if you have the meat that's on one bone, on one limb, so it's the, the, the meat that's touching each other is under the skin. Inside, they're touching each other. But it's not two things that came together. It's one piece of meat that inside is touching each other. So if part of it became Tomei, for it to be transmitted to the other part that did not become Tomei, that it's on the inside, how is it transmitting it? They start them. That's considered to be in a hidden place under the skin where it's touching each other. And therefore, the Tomei is not transmitted. The skin doesn't get Tomei? Huh? But in the place where it's touching though, the skin does get tummy. But in the place of the contact, there's the part that went out, there's the part that did not go out. The so the, the, but, we, but in the place where it's touching though, the place that it's touching is right in between, which is stardom, that's hidden. The top is not where, where it's touching. That, that point where it touches is concealed, right? The, po- look at, the point where it's touching is concealed. When you have two entities that are separate, that are open, and then they come and touch each other, so that's considered to be a Tumah that's being transmitted through something which is open. But when you have one entity, and where, where are they touching? On the inside. It's not touching on the top. It's touching on the inside. It's covered. So that's based on him. Okay, think about it. That, that, that's the Pshara the Gemara over here. So, so therefore, the Tumah does not get transmitted. So the Gemara... Well, the Ravina, now Ravina says that even in such a case, it's not considered to be a Tumah that's concealed and it does get transmitted. Well, When you have one piece of meat, if it's a soft piece of meat, that's what Rashi explains in another place. If it's a soft piece of meat, it's not considered to be like one piece of meat. It's like it's pieces. And if it's like pieces, so just like when you have any pieces that touch each other, so it's considered to be a transmitting tumor from one piece to another piece. So that's not something which is concealed. It's one piece that touches another piece in an open place. So over here, when you have this limb that has the meat on it, and therefore because it's soft, it's considered to be like pieces of meat that are ch- touching each other. So it's not tumor that's being transmitted in a concealed place. It's like pieces that are touching each other. So then according to him, what do we going to say according to him the Tumah should be transmitted so what's the point of peeling it away it's touching each other they come a and it makes it tummy hello Huh? If you have, uh, there's other, there's a lot of different applications of base stodim. But even by food, if you have very tough food, very like hard food, so Ravina didn't say this concept that it's like it's broken. It's only like it's pieces and when it's soft. But there's a lot, there's a lot of other cases of base stodim. So the Gemara says, Ella will have to say that this Mishnah that says that you can peel away the meat, the good meat that did not go out and eat it, Lamanda Masni Kizayis, the one that said before that the size that becomes Tommy is a Kizayis, the less big Kizayis. This Mishnah is speaking about a case where there is no Kizayis. 
The one that says that the minimum size is a kibetza, it's speaking about over here that it's not a kibetza. That's the case when it is a point of peeling away the meat. But if it would be a kazayas and it would be a kibetza, there would be no point in peeling away the good meat that did not go out because we can say that the whole thing becomes tummy. Maybe the gzayt of chazal does apply to this. A piece of no, a piece of a, a limb, a limb that has basar on it, and the and the basar is not more, is not is less than a kazayas. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a small small piece of a limb, a small limb that has less than a kazayas and less than a beitza. Maybe part of it was eaten already. Yeah. Toshema, the Gemara brings a ray from another Braise. It says here, You took out the meat of the carbon Pesach from one group to another group. You're not allowed to do that. So, the Torah says, You're not allowed to take it out. The Gemara is soon going to talk about this more uh, uh, So, there's a Loisesa here. But yet, even though you took it out, it remains Tohoi. So now the Gemara explains, What does this mean? My love, don't you think that what it's saying over here is Tohoi? This meat that you took out of its place, where it's supposed to be with your group, it remains Tohoi. But for Aser, but it's forbidden to eat it. The Yaitse Mechabura Lechabura, when you take your meat out of the place from your group to another group, Kiyaitse Chutzle Mechitzase Dami, it's similar like taking it out of the walls of Yerushalayim, Umifsal, and it becomes Pasal. So this is a unique thing regarding the carbon Pesach. You're not allowed to take it out of Yerushalayim, and you're also not allowed to take it out of the walls of the house of the group of where you're eating it. And yet it says, Katani, the Braise says, Tohoi. The meat remains Tohoi. So Alma, I see from here, Loi Gozru Rabbanon Tumeh. The Rabbanon will not go to even though when it goes out from its place and it becomes Osir, but Tumeh does not take effect. Says the Gemara, Loi. You can't learn out from this place when you took it out from your Chabura. Because over here I could say, Tohoi, Umutter. It, it's tahait and it's actually also mutter to be eaten. True, you were ever alive, you weren't supposed to take it out, but it remains tahait and it's actually still mutter to eat it. The yaitse mechabura, le chabura. When you take it out from your chabura to another chabura, lav kiyaitse chutzle mechitzasi dami. It's not like taking it out of the mechitz of Yerushalayim. And the mifsal, it does not become possible. So therefore, it also remains tahait. So you can't compare that to the question that we were discussing, whether when you took it out of Yerushalayim, whether the gzayt of Tumah applies. Says the Gemara, wait a minute, how could you say this? But Vakatani Sefer, it clearly says in the Sefer that if you took it out from your group, and you now want it, you go ahead and you eat it, you are even a Loisasa. So we see that when you take it out of your group, it is similar to taking it out of Yerushalayim, and it becomes possible, it becomes Asa to eat. So, how, so over here it clearly says that it's Tahir. Even though it's Asr, it's similar to taking out of Yerushalayim, but it's still Tahir. So we have a clear raya that the Gzayr of Chazal does not apply to this. So the Gemara says, Bish Now you could say, The opinion that said before, that the shear for the Gzayr of Chazal, for the Tumah, is only if it's a, a size of a Kebetze. So then I could say, what we're talking about over here is the Ispe Kezayis. It's a size of a Kezayis, and therefore you're not allowed to eat it, because that's the size to be over the Isra of eating this when it's taken out. But but it's not large enough for the Tumah to take effect, and it's because it's not a Kebetze. That's why the Braise said, it's also to eat. But it'll still be tar because it's not a kibetza. So that would be understood. So you have no raya from here regarding our question whether tumah takes effect. Maybe it does. But here, it, the case is that it's not a kibetza. El but the opinion that says that the gazette of chazal of tumah 
on Pigol and on Noisar, and the same thing would be over here. It's for Kezayis, so then Mayikilamema. What are we going to say? Over here, it goes out of its place, it becomes Osir, just like going out of Yerushalayim, and it says that it's still Tohoi. So the Gemara concludes, you're right, you're going to have a very clear eye from here. When it comes to a carbon Pesach that goes out of its place, whether it goes out of Yerushalayim, whether it goes out of its group, we have no question. As it clearly says in this B'raise, and the Gemara explains, my timer, why by carbon Pesach would they not gozer a tumah? Because Chachamim are not concerned that you're going to take, out of, take it out of its right place. Because the carbon Pesach is always eaten with a group of people. B'nei Chabure reasoning. So the people of the group remind each other. And they're diligent to remind each other not to take it out of the right place. So they're careful with it. So regarding it going out of its place by the carbon Pesach, Chachamim were not gozer. Hello, kikami bayalon. When do we have a question whether Chachamim will goyzer tumah when it goes out of its right place? By all other kachim, when you don't have a group to remind each other, there was the question. And over there, teiku, there's no answer to that question. So Taisus points out that you see in our Gemara a very interesting thing, even though we know usually regarding the kainim that kainim zrizenheim. Well, here it says actually that people in the Chabud are Zrizenheim. And regarding Kotchem, it remains a question. So, in this context at least, Thesis explains, you say regarding the people of the group that they're more Zrizen even than the Kayanim. By the Kayanim, it's still a take. Maybe Chacham will guys the Xayda. And the Gemara comes back. Ah, this is today's Rambam? Oh, wow. The Gemara comes back now to this halach of taking it out of the group. What's the, uh, exactly the source of this Isra of taking it out of the group? So now taking the basar of the Pesach out of the group, from your group to another group, from where do we know that this is an Isra? And that actually explains the Gemara is only asking the question when both groups are on the same house. To take it out of the house where you're eating it to another house, that's as clearly in the Pesach, that you're not allowed to take it out of the house. A bias. But question is, even if it's in the same house, how do you know that the Isra applies as well? It says in Abraiis, do not take it out of the house, don't take it outside. So I would think it's only if you take it out of the house. From where do I know that if you take it out from your group to another group, even if it's in the same house, you're not allowed to take it out to another group. It could even be in the same room. You're not allowed to take it from one group to another group. The Torah adds the word chutza. You're not allowed to take it out from the place of your group where you're eating it. That's the extra word that teaches me this. Rabbi says now a very interesting halacha regarding this Isra of being moitzi, the Pesach from your group. When you take out the basa from your Chabura to another Chabura, you're only going to be chayev if you actually placed it down in the new group where you brought it to. Why? The Torah uses the expression of don't take it out. And therefore we compare it to Shabbos, where the Torah also uses the term that you're one of the malachas, you're not allowed to take it out. So therefore, just like regarding Shabbos, the full malacha of Hitzah is both Akira, lifting it up from the place where it was and placing it down, just taking it out, you're not over there, sir, it's just a half malacha. Af hachanami here as well, the Isra of taking it out <coughs> from the group is only if you place it down in the place that you brought it to. Otherwise, it's an incomplete act. It's not a full Hitzah. Most of Rabbi Bar-Mamal asked him this from another case where the Torah also uses the term Hitzah. And there it seems like that it applies even when there was no Anocha. 
What is this talking about? So Rashi here brings the, 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 the background of this Braise. It's talking about Parim Hanesrofim. There are certain Parim that have to be taken outside of the three Machnes and they have to be burnt outside. There are four different Karbanas Rashi brings here that have to be burnt, Chatois, that have to be burnt outside. And now the halacha is those Kayanim that are carrying the meat to be taken outside, the moment they leave the Azara, the ones that are carrying it become Tomei. That's what the Torah says, that whoever is carrying it, that the Sodaf is begotten become Tomei. Yeah, it becomes, uh, becomes Tomei as soon as you go out. So now, here let's see what the Braise says. They were carrying this carbon on, the, on poles, on sticks, taking it out. And there were people that were standing on one side of the carbon and people on the other end, and they were carrying it together out. So the people in the front, they left the Azara. But the people that are in the back, did not leave yet. The ones that are in the front, as soon as they leave the Azara, carrying this carbon out, so they become immediately Tome. That's the halacha. As soon as they leave the Azara, they become Tome. That's what the Pasuk says. But the people that are in the back, that are in the, in the behind, they don't become Tome yet because they're still on the inside. So they, they, they don't become Tommy. Mm. Now the question is, but even the people that are in the front, though they, they, they took it out already, they came out, but they didn't place it down yet. And over there the title also uses the term, and you're telling me whenever the title uses the term, it, only, it means, the full act of it means to place it down. So over there they didn't place it down yet. So how are the people in the front Tommy? Says the Gemara, who Moisav love, who Mefarek Lord, Ababa Bamala gave the answer. Bin Negrodin. There it's speaking about a case. They weren't holding it and carrying it. They were dragging it on the floor. If you're dragging it on the floor, so every every step that you're taking it, dragging it, there's a Hanach. It's there. It's lying on the ground. Or Tesis actually says it doesn't have to literally be dragging it on the ground. It could be as long as it's within three Tvachim to the ground, so it's lava to the ground, and therefore it's considered to be as if it's a Hanach on the ground. So therefore you're over as soon, or you become Tomei as soon as you take it out of the Azara. So then you're not, then you're not the Tomei, correct? Okay, so when it's done in this way, that's what this Brahist was speaking about. Zog the Mishnah. Now we quote this Mishnah that we had a few times before. Eivesh, Yatsam, Miksasai, a limb that part of it went out of the Yishalayim. So what do you do? You cut it until you reach the bone, the kailif, and then you peel away the, the bossa that's good. Until you come to a joint, and then you can cut it over there. And you throw out or you burn the other part that left Yishalayim. If you have a similar thing that happened to any of the other karbanas, that half of a limb went out. So over here, you don't have to do this. You just cut it, bekufits, you take a large knife, and you cut it right over there. You break the bone through and through. By other kachim, there's no issue of breaking the bone. Now, the Mishnah will tell us exactly where is it considered to be inside, and where is it considered to be outside. Kilifnim. <coughs> From the inside, from the doorway to the inside of Yerushalayim, that's considered to be the inside. But from the outside of the doorway, going out of Yerushalayim, that's considered to be Kalachotz, that's outside. Now, the, the Mishnah does not tell me what is the status of the actual thickness of the doorway itself. It just tells me that from the outside of the doorway is outside, from, from inside of the doorway into Yerushalayim, that's inside. What's with the doorway itself? That the Gemara will discuss. Hachalainai's windows in the walls of Yerushalayim, the thickness of those windows in the, in the walls, or or the thickness of the wall itself, for example, on top of the wall, the thickness of the wall itself, 
their status is like inside Yerushalayim. Zog to Gemara. Sorry about that. Zog to Gemara. Omrav Yehuda, Omarav. So Yehuda said in the name of Rav. V'chein l'tfilah. The halacha that it says over here regarding a person that's standing on the uh, outside of the doorway. If there's a wall and they're separating who's inside and who's outside, the same thing applies regarding davening. So Rashi says, what we're talking about over here is, you have, let's say, nine people that are inside a shul, and you have one person that's standing outside of the doorway, outside of the wall. Because he's on the outside, he can't be mitzvahed to the people that are on the inside. That's Rashi's pshat. Tesis has a different pshat. Tesis says we're not speaking about such a case. We're speaking about a case where there is a minion inside the shul, and there's a person that's outside, and he wants to be able to answer kaddish kedusha with the people that are inside. You could only say Kaddish and Kedusha with a minion. So you're outside, not together with a minion. Could you answer Kaddish and Kedusha together with the people on the inside? So the Gemara is saying that just like we said regarding the, the walls of Yerushalayim, that the one that's outside is outside, and he's not connected to the ones that are inside, you're not mitzvahed to the people that are inside. Says the Gemara, Opliget, the Rabbi Shua ben Levi. So if so, if we're applying what it said in our Mishnah to davening, so then that will be, Rav will be arguing on Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Dom Rabbi Shua ben Levi, afila mechitza shol barzel enem avsekes ben Yisrael avim shiba shamayim. Even an iron wall does not separate between Yidin and their father in heaven. And therefore when it comes to davening, we don't compare it to what it says in our Mishnah, that as the outside of the doorway, you consider it to be outside. You're outside of the shul, you can still be mitzvah to the minion to be the tenth, according to Rashi's prat, or according to Tesis's prat, you can still answer Kaddish and Kedusha if you're standing outside the shul and you're hearing the minion say Kaddish and Kedusha. Now let's go to the Mishnah itself. The Mishnah contradicts itself. First you say, From the end of the doorway, going to inside. So it's, that's inside. That's, that, only that is inside of Yerushalayim. How about the thickness of the doorway itself? It seems like from here that that's outside. That's not part of the Kedush of Yerushalayim. Then what do you say afterwards? From the end of the doorway going to the outside, that's kalochotz, that's outside. So from here it seems that the actual thickness of the doorway itself, that's like inside Yerushalayim. So what's the story here? Says the Gemara, there's no contradiction here. It depends which doorway of which gate you're, you're referring to. Kan azara. When we, one is when we speak about the Sha'arim of the Azara, so over here, the doorway, the thickness of the doorway itself does not have the Kedush of the Azara, and Ka'an B'Sha'ar Yerushalayim, but the doorways of Yerushalayim, the gates of Yerushalayim, the thickness of the gates do have the Kedush of Yerushalayim. Huh? Is it the opposite? Okay, so let's see what the Gemara says here. The Omer of Shmuel Barav Yitzchak, Rav Shmuel Barav Yitzchak said, Mipneima, yes, it's the opposite, okay. Mipneima, Loinizkatshu, Shara Yerushalayim. So when it comes to the uh, gates of Yerushalayim, so they were not Makadish, the uh, gates, the thickness of the gates of Yerushalayim. Why not? Why would they not Makadish it when they were Makadish the whole city? Mipnei, Shemitzeroen, Maginen, Tachteen, Bechama, Mipnei Achama, or Bekshom, Mipnei Akshom. Those Mitzeroen, they had to be outside the city, so they wanted to allow them to have that space to be able to to go under the doorway of the walls of Yerushalayim when it's raining or when it's hot to get some shade or to be protected from the rain. So therefore they weren't Makadish that area for the Mitzrayim to be able to enter into that area. So that's what the Mishnah meant when it said that only only on the uh, inside of the Agaf is it Kadosh, but not the Agaf itself, the doorway itself that's referring to Yerushalayim. 
Now regarding the the doorways of the Azara, so Rav Shmuel Barav Yitzchak said, only the doorway of the gate of Niknoir, only there the thickness of the gate was not sanctified, which means that all the other gates of the Azara were sanctified, but there's only one, Shar Niknoir, that was not. That's the place when the Mitzrayim stand there. And they enter their fingers for the kind to be able to put the blood on their fingers. And the issue is that they're still Mechusikipurim. And say so they can't enter into the Azara, but it, what the Torah says is that you have to place the blood on their finger, and the blood is not allowed to go out of the Azara. So therefore, they stand over there in the doorway, and then they stick their finger inside, and that's what's called bias miktsas. Only part of their body enters inside, and that's not a problem. And that's where the Kayin places the blood on his finger. That's why they weren't Mikadash Shar but all the other Shadim of the Azara they were Mikadash. Taisus asks a question on this. So why were why, why were they not Mikadash? Shar Nikner for the uh, for why were they Mekadah Shar Nikner? Again, they were not Mekadah Shar Nikner for the uh, Mitzayda to be able to stand there in that gate, to be able to stick in his finger. Be Mekadah Shar Nikner, let him stand right outside the gate and let him stick his, stick his finger into the thickness of the wall of Shar Nikner. That's good enough. And put the blood on his finger right there. So Taisus answers, one of the answers of Taisus is because when the blood is supposed to be Lefnei Hashem, and even if you're going to say that the Shar Niknar itself, the thickness of the gate, is considered to be Kaddish like the Azara, but it's not Lefnei Hashem, and therefore you can't put the blood on his finger there, so he does have to stick it into the Azara itself.